ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يذلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وسلم يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون يا ايها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحده وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء وَاتَّقُوا اللَّهَ الَّذِي تَسَاءَلُونَ بِهِ وَالْأَرْحَامَ إِنَّ اللَّهَ كَانَ عَلَيْكُمْ رَقِيبًا يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا اتَّقُوا اللَّهَ وَقُولُوا قَوْلًا سَدِيدًا يُصْلِحْ لَكُمْ أَعْمَالَكُمْ وَيَغْفِرْ لَكُمْ ذُنُوبَكُمْ ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما اما بعد فان اصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الامور محدثاتها وكل محدثه بدعه وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار مرحبا بكم جميعا أهلا وسهلا We ask Allah Azza wa Jal to make this gathering one of benefit that will be upon our scales of good and we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to protect us from the evils of our own selves and from the evil whispering of the shayateen Understand that the Quran which Allah Azawajal has sent down as a means of guidance for us, it is free from falsehood, free from error. 
Allah Azza wa Jal, He mentions لا يأتيه الباطل من بين يديه ولا من خلفه تنزيل من حكيم حميد that no falsehood comes to it from before it or from behind it revelation from one who is all wise and all praiseworthy and this is how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has described the Quran as being a revelation that is not approached by falsehood not from in front of it nor from behind it and it is a revelation that comes from one who is all wise and all praiseworthy and with this being said Allah Azza wa Jal that which He revealed is based upon wisdom and Allah Azza wa Jal is praised deserving of praise for that which he has revealed subhanahu wa ta'ala so everything is in its proper place as it relates to the deen all of the matters of creed all of the affairs that relates to rules and regulations everything is in its proper place And we praise Allah and we thank Allah for that. For there is no guidance better than the guidance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And from that which Allah has guided us to is the proper mannerisms and the proper behavior as the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam he mentioned إِنَّمَا بُعِثْتُ لِأُتَمِّمَا مَكَارِمَ الْأَخْلَاقَ that indeed I have only been sent for the purpose of perfecting the moral character. This statement can be looked at from two angles. The first angle the Prophet was sent to or for the for the purpose of 
completing and perfecting the moral character. Meaning this is what he has been sent for. But as he said, he has only been sent for this purpose. So this includes, first and foremost, your character and your mannerisms with Allah. The Prophet has been sent to perfect and correct the people's mannerisms and their character with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What does it mean to have one's character with Allah rectified? And the scholars, they explain, having good character with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, first and foremost, it is to fulfill the purpose of one's creation. As Allah Azza wa Jal, He mentions, وَمَا خَلَقَتُ الْجِنَّ وَالْإِنسَ إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُونَ And I have not created the jinn nor the mankind except to worship. So this is the most important aspect as it relates to having good character with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that is by worshipping Him alone. And indeed, whoever worships other than Allah then the individual has displayed bad mannerisms with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is the worst sin, the worst crime, the worst transgression that a human being can commit. To make a partner for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when it is Allah alone who has created the person. The other angle which the narration can be looked at or is looked at is the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam saying that I have only been sent for the purpose of perfecting the moral character. Using this terminology, I have only been sent as a means of placing emphasis upon the matter of having good character in Islam. From the good character in Al-Islam, as it relates to your mannerisms when dealing with others, that when a person speaks, he should speak with that which is good. 
He should speak with that which is good. Speak with that which is truthful. And one should not ever speak with bad speech when addressing the people or convey falsehood to people. But this goes against the proper mannerisms in Al-Islam. Allah Azza wa Jal, He mentions in Surah Al-Baqarah, وَقُولُوا لِلنَّاسِ حُسْنًا And say good to the people. And say good to the people. And this is a commandment from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that was addressed to Bani Israel amongst the other commandments that Allah had commanded them with. However, this is not something that is restricted to Bani Israel. We coming from the best of the nations, brought out from mankind, this commandment is more so for us than them. For we are described as being the best nation, then that means everything about this Ummah is supposed to be the best. Our Prophet is the best. Our book is the best book from the books of Allah. Our mannerisms, meaning from that which is legislated, is the best of mannerisms, most complete of mannerisms. That which the Prophet Muhammad came with, we're not in need of something else after. Different from the previous nations where a Prophet will come, but then they will be in need of another Prophet to come. And another book, and another prophet, and another book. Alhamdulillah, the Quran and the Sunnah is sufficient with the understanding of the Salaf. So Allah He commands, وَقُولُوا لِلنَّاسِ حُسْنَا and say to the people, good. And in another qira'ah, وَقُولُوا لِلنَّاسِ حَسَنًا وَقُولُوا لِلنَّاسِ حَسَنًا The scholars they mentioned, The command to say that which is good to the people entails that you say that which is good and how you speak you say that which is good and what you are speaking about 
and that your speech should be one that entails generosity and kindness and it is free from sternness and harshness. This is the origin. How you speak to the people is supposed to be good and what you say to the people is supposed to be good. Sometimes what the person is saying is correct, it is good. But how the person is saying it is incorrect. So the person has fallen short as it relates to speaking good to the people. And this is something, Barakallah Fikum, that we must have concern for. Because sometimes depending on how we say things and not so much of what we say, we we cause the people to run away from the truth. And be aware of being a person who chases the people away from the truth. We supposed to be bringing the people into the realm of the truth by the permission of Allah, not chasing the people away from the truth. But because individuals, they lack the proper etiquette and mannerisms as it relates to how to speak to the people, they cause more harm than good. Even though what they're saying is the truth. But how they're saying it, how they're delivering the message is incorrect. So remember when speaking to the people, and this is whether you are speaking to Muslims or non-Muslims. When speaking to the people, one must be mindful to say that which is correct and to say that which is correct in a correct manner. Both matters are a must. This is a foundation as it relates to dealings with people, how you speak to people. Because our interaction with people, in most cases, is through speech. And being Muslims, and on top of being Muslims, being people of the Sunnah, our character should be impeccable. We should have good character. For our Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam 
was one of good character. As Allah described him, وَإِنَّكَ لَعَلَى خُلُقًا عَظِيمٌ And indeed, you and you, O Muhammad wasallam, you are upon exalted character. This is how Allah described the Prophet Muhammad wasallam. As being upon exalted character. The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam when he was sent out the Sahaba to give da'wah to the people, to call the people to Islam, he would say to them, Bashiru wa la tunafiru. Yassiru wa la tu'assiru. Give glad tidings, do not chase the people away. Very important. This is the advice, the command that the Prophet ﷺ is giving to the companions as they are being sent off to go and call the people to Islam. Bashiru wa Give glad tidings. Do not chase the people away. Now we must ask ourselves, are we from those who when they interact with the people, we're given the glad tidings? Or are we from those who chase the people away from Islam? Whether by way of our speech or by way of our character. And know that if you chase someone away from the religion, you're sinful. This is a sin in Islam. A person will be held accountable for this. Because the mannerisms of how to give da'wah to the people, this is ibadah. Da'wah is worship. So, just like all other worship, it has to be done sincerely and done correctly. So now if you oppose the Islamic legislation as it relates to the mannerisms or the method of giving da'wah, you incur a sin upon yourself. One cannot say in this case, Allah is the guide, Meaning, okay, my mannerisms is bad, but Allah guides who He wills to justify having bad manners when giving da'wah. No, yes, Allah is the guide without a doubt. And He guides whomsoever He wills. But that doesn't give the person the justification 
to deal with someone in a bad manner and chase the person away from the religion. Perhaps through you having good mannerisms and good character, Allah will guide someone by way of you. And that will be better for you than the red camels. As the Prophet ﷺ, he said to Ali ibn Abi Talib, لِأَنْ يَهْدِيَ اللَّهِ بِكَ رَجَلًا وَاعِدًا خَيْرٌ لَكَ مِنْ حُمْنِ النِّعْمِ That Allah guides by way of you one person is better for you than the red camels. And the red camels during the time of the Prophet ﷺ, this was the most precious of the camels, the most expensive and valuable type of camels there were. And in our day and time, compare that to the best type of vehicle that's out on the market. That Allah guides someone by way of you is better than that BMW or Mercedes-Benz or the Maybach or the Rolls-Royce or the Jaguar. Better than all of these fancy and exotic type of cars. And these are the best of the cars that's on the market. And if someone was to come to you with the brand new 2020 BMW for free, you're not going to turn it down. Or the 2020 BMW, you're not going to turn it down. Or the you're not going to turn it down. person says, here is the car for free, the insurance is paid up for the year, right? People thinking now, that would be nice. Well, you know, back in your day, it was the what, the diamond in the back, sunroof top? <laughs> get the point like having a good ride is from the blessings is from the, the bounties of Allah Allah having a, a nice ride having a spacious home having a righteous spouse this is from the blessings from this dunya the best of this dunya but guiding or a person being guided to Islam by way of you by the permission of Allah is better than that. It's more rewarding. So one cannot overlook the affair of his or her mannerisms when dealing with the people and calling the people to Islam. And one cannot use the fact that yes, the guidance is in the hands of Allah but that is not an excuse for a person to behave in a poor manner. Chasing the people away from the deen. And again, this is when we're dealing with Muslims or non-Muslims. 
Because sometimes the audience that we are addressing is an audience of Muslims. And we are conveying to the Muslims the importance of following the Sunnah. We don't have to call them to enter into the fold of Islam, they are already Muslims. But now as Muslims we must push and stress the importance of following the Sunnah, following the way of the Prophet ﷺ and the Sahaba. Because although there are many Muslims in this Ummah, the majority of the Muslims are Ashkun. These are facts. Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah, they are the minority as it relates to the Muslim Ummah. So now we are addressing an audience of Muslims. Calling the people to practice Islam, understand Islam, to live Islam the way the Prophet did, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. The way the Sahaba did, radiallahu anhum ajma'een. Being free from the matters of innovation, being free from hisbiyah and stuff like this. And this is the correct call. But sometimes the mannerisms of the caller, of the speaker, is a deterrent. And then, a stereotype is placed upon the people of the Sunnah. The Salafis specifically, using that term. Because of the poor mannerisms and the lack of wisdom of some of our brothers and how they address the people. One brother mentioned to me today that one of the students of knowledge went to their area. And in their area, there was, or there is, a masjid that is under the control of brothers and sisters from the Wallace D. Muhammad community. So the brother who is from that locale, he went and spoke to the administration and wanted to invite this student of knowledge there to address the people, to call them to the sunnah. And this is allowed. He said that the people they said to him, we don't want anyone from Philadelphia or Atlanta. And I'm not saying this, I'm just relaying what was relayed to me. Okay? And I don't have the understanding that every individual in Philadelphia or Atlanta, this you know, they're harsh and they don't know how to give dawah. I don't understand it to be that way. But I'm just relaying what the person said to the brother. We don't want anyone from Philadelphia or Atlanta. What happened? 
somebody from that locale or localities came and was allowed to give the khutbah and in the khutbah he tells the people you need to get rid of your iman you need to fire him so the brother, so the administration said to the brother because the brother said well the speaker he's not from Philadelphia nor from Atlanta so they said okay alhamdulillah he can come he said he pointed to his eye and said but I'm watching you And he said to him, he's not going to tell us to fire our imam, is he? The point I'm making, this is not how we address people who are ignorant of the sunnah. We don't just come into a place and just start ramshacking this place with our speech. You have to be wise. Call to the way of your Lord with wisdom, with beautiful preaching or exhortation, and debate with them in a manner that's best. Alhamdulillah, the brother, may Allah reward him, he gave the khutbah and the people were appreciative and they were receptive. Alhamdulillah, the brother didn't water down his da'wah. But he didn't go in there attacking the people either. But he mentioned the importance are practicing Islam correctly and that if we do not practice Islam correctly as Allah has revealed it to be practiced then the ending will be a bad ending so this was the theme of the brothers talk and they wanted the brother to come back and he did not water down his call and this is different from what you find some of the brothers who have extreme views and are ignoramuses when they make statements like you only got one shot when you go to the masjid of the people of innovation but when you call them to the truth they're not going to invite you back anymore so when you got you only got like a one shot deal it's ignorance because what that speech entails or the likes of that speech is that if you go to a place where the people are not the people of the sunnah and then they invite you back, then that means you water down your da'wah. That's not correct. You don't have to go into the place screaming and hollering and attacking the people in order for it to be said that you didn't water down the da'wah you gave the haq to the people. You don't have to go in there screaming and yelling and, and, and attacking the people and ramshacking the place, the place verbally. Yes, from the sunnah, you raise your voice in the khutbah. But some people, even outside of the khutbah, they yell and lectures. 
from the beginning to the end. Attacking the people, putting the people down. How do you expect the people to be receptive to your call when you have them on edge and they feel like you're attacking them? Instead of feeling like you want good for them and you're bringing something to them that they are unaware of. And as their brother in Islam, you want guidance for them. And that you're dealing with them in the manner that the Prophet them dealt with the people. That's what the people should feel. And not that they are under attack. But yet, unfortunately, this type of teaching is prevalent. Because this comes from the quote-unquote, the well-known du'at. And they are saying these type of things. You only got one chance, one time, from the masjids of the people who are not upon the sunnah. Yeah, for you, when you tell the people to fire their iman like that, off the bat, you just got there. Then you got one time. But as for the one who uses wisdom without compromising and watering down the deen, they will invite him back. Because although there are many Muslims who are not within the realm of Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah, that doesn't mean that they don't want good. Some people just don't know. Not every person of innovation is a person of innovation. Uh, who is obstinate who is like a renegade against the sunnah not everyone you have some people of innovation they have people of innovation due to their ignorance and not knowing anybody that's what they was taught that's what they came up under and they don't know no better but they love Islam they love Prophet Muhammad and they're practicing to the best of their ability and by the permission of Allah, if the truth was to reach them, they would change. So that narrative of you only got a one-shot deal and the masajid of the people who are not from the people of the sunnah in all cases, this is incorrect, this is false and they reject it. The Prophet ﷺ, he gave da'wah to people who were in opposition to Tawheed, in opposition to the Sunnah. Some people he went to, they rejected him, pelted him with stones, <coughs> spoke to him with vowed speech. And then others accept it. And we know for a fact that the Prophet did not compromise his da'wah. But that's the case of people. So those who accept it, Allah wanted good for them. And he guided them. 
And the Prophet ﷺ used the best of manners when dealing with them and calling them to the deen. And likewise, those who rejected. They rejected due to their hatred and abstinence to the truth, not because of the Prophet's mannerisms. But you have these individuals who do not have wisdom when, when calling the people to Islam, their message is being rejected, not because, and this is not in all cases, their message is being rejected, not because of the hatred for the message, but the disdain for them and their mannerisms. I myself, I come from the Wallace D. Muhammad community. I accepted Islam over there. That's all I knew at the time. And the few brothers that I did come in contact with at that time from Ahlul Sunnah, I hated them. I didn't hate the Sunnah. Hated them. Why? Because of the mannerisms. They seem like overly aggressive. And one of the brothers, Alhamdulillah, we like we we're, we're good friends today. I didn't like him. Couldn't stand him because to me he represented like he's trying to shove something down the throat of the people. And he meant well. Well, I he meant well. And you know, he used to be working on me too. May Allah reward him. But I couldn't stand him. But it wasn't because I love reading hadith. The time where I was at, the Imam had uh, the Sahih of Imam Bukhari, he just be sitting on a, on a shelf. I said, Can I borrow the volume? And I'll take it until I read the whole volume, and then I'll bring it back until I finish reading the entire Bukhari. This is when I was a follower of Wallace Muhammad. I love hadith. But the mannerisms I seen coming from some of the brothers, and of course it was due to the lack of knowledge and, and, and uh, the lack of wisdom. You know, may Allah forgive us and them for our shortcomings. It, it turned the people away. Because you did have in the Wallace the Muhammad community those of us who were not 100% on board with the teachings of Wallace the Muhammad. We were not 100% on board. We used to be inside challenging them. Wait, that's wrong because the hadith in Bukhari says, as members of that community, So you have to be careful in just putting a, a, a blanket ruling over everyone and describing them as being people who hate uh, the sunnah, even though they are, some people are just ignorant. And when you find people who are not from the people of the sunnah inclining towards the truth, these are the ones you deal with.
these are the ones you work with them. You call them, you try to pull them in. Invite them to classes and other than that. Give them lectures. Deal with them in a kind manner. And by the permission of Allah, they'll be guided to the sunnah by way of your hand. Another point The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said Yassiru wa la tu'assiru When he would send the people to give da'wah He would say Make things easy and do not make things difficult Your delivery when conveying Islam to the people should be one that is easy to digest. Allah Azza wa Jalla mentions, "Yuridu Allah bikum al-yusr, wa la yurid bikum al-usr." That Allah wants ease for you, and He does not want difficulty and hardship. The Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam mentioned, "Inna din yusr." Indeed, the din is easy. So with that being said, from the text, Islam is described as being easy. So in our teaching the people Islam, it should not come across as being something that is hard. And that there are unnecessary burdens. We have to teach the people correctly, with the proper mannerisms, meaning our the call itself, what we are saying has to be the truth, and how we are saying it, it has to be correct for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So I wanted to share these benefits or reminder with the brothers and sisters 
And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to accept from us our good and forgive us of our shortcomings, whatever is correct. The praise is for Allah Azawajal alone, whatever is incorrect it is from myself. Subhanakallahumma bihamdika shadu an la ilaha ila anta staghfiruka wa atubihi.